Good morrow, Chicago. Good morrow, world. We are Midsummer Flight, and this is Summercast. Now these days is the hot blood stirring, the mad blood stirring, Margaret. <laughs> it's hot out. Okay, I was just saying, like, the look that you gave me before you began that sentence yes. was like, just wait, Margaret. I have something hilarious I'm about to say. Um, but you're right. It's like when it gets hot, it gets hot. Like, it's oh, hot. Oh my gosh. Does the heat make you angry? Um, it can. Yeah. It definitely makes my hair angry, let me tell you that. I mean, your hair, there's a lot of volume going on, <laughs> I guess. It's a very kind way of saying, like, your hair is so frizzy right now. Um, yeah, like, I have to say, there's nothing worse, though, than, like, having to blow dry, straighten, curl, whatever, like, hot tool you use yeah. when it's hot out. Like, it is literally miserable trying to do anything with your hair. So I'm kind of just like, whatever. There's a little bit of product in it, but I'm... I'm not a person that tends to style their hair, so I'm just right. letting Mother Nature do what she wants to. What do you do? What's your go-to hair product? Uh, <laughs> I literally don't use you anything. Just, just whatever. <laughs> I know. It's that. I mean, it's fine. I mean, whatever. No one's it's ever... just because I don't have hair, so the right. whole hair scenario is like kind of lost on me. Yeah, I could see how that would be. <laughs> All yeah. I do is shave it every couple of weeks. And then do you shave pretty... it yourself? I do shave it myself. See, like, that to me is tricky. I feel like I would not be able to pull that off. It's like not... shaving my own head. It's, it's, the, the back is hard. The back is complicated. Yeah, I imagine it is. Like, that makes sense. Yeah, so what I do is I do like a selfie in the bathroom mirror, but like in reverse. Oh. So I like cut my hair like backwards. Sense. I mean, I'm not saying that it doesn't. Have you ever, like, nixed yourself? Like, have you ever, like, cut yourself? Um. Is that a thing? You know what? The only time I've ever cut myself is when, what I used to do was I would shave it with a razor. Oh, my gosh. And then I would take, like, a um, straight razor. Yeah. Like, um, like a. Like, a, like one of the automatics? No, 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 no. So I would use an automatic shaver to, like, get it down to oh, this. Oh, I'm flopping. And then I would take, things. like, a, yeah, I would take, like, a beard shaver. Oh, okay. Like a stick. I flopped those. Yeah, I, I would take it other. to my head like that, and then I would cut myself sometimes. Oh, my but gosh. I have since stopped uh -huh. doing that, because I would get a lot of ingrown hairs. Yeah. And it just wouldn't be, like, it wasn't cute. It wasn't it was, a cute situation. It wasn't cute, no. yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. If it makes you feel any better, I don't remember any of that. But, um, okay, well. Well, thank you all for joining us yes. for our hair uh, podcast. Our hair podcast. Yes. Um, how long have you been? I haven't seen you in a while. I've been good. You know, I'm working on Romeo and Juliet with right. um, Shakespeare All Stars. Right, and with some Midsummer Flight Peeps. With too, some Midsummer right? Flight Peeps, um, Sam Cheeseman, oh. that you all out there might um, remember from one of our interviews back in. Ooh. Uh, that was winter. It was winter time. Yeah, yeah back in the cold. winter time. Yeah. Uh, Sam Cheeseman is directing, um, also, uh, Bianca, oh, yeah. uh, who was playing, uh, Ophelia in Hamlet, mm -hmm. was, uh, assistant directing, and, yeah, we, so there's a lot of crossover, um, and that's gonna be opening up pretty soon. Actually, later in this episode, we're gonna catch up with Lakeisha Harris. Oh, yay! Who you might remember from, uh, Twelfth Night as Viola. Right, right, right. Um, who's gonna be playing Juliet. Oh, um, wow. This uh, summer, so that's, that's great. Gonna she's also going to be in Two Gents too. Yes, she's also going to be in Two Gents. She's right. hardest summer working woman in showbiz. Yes, yeah, Summer of Shakespeare, indeed. That's 
really awesome. Yeah, she's playing Julia, isn't she? Too? Yeah, she's playing Julia. Oh my gosh. Julia and Juliet. That's like that Meryl Streep movie, but, but Shakespeare. But Shakespeare. But Shakespeare. That was funny. That was a funny <laughs> reference. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we can't start grading each other on our <laughs> references. <laughs> we can't be that self-indulgent yet. Um, <laughs> You're in understudy land, though. I am in understudy land. I'm understudying um, Clearing with Commission Theater. And Commission, mm. they're friends of Midsummer Flight. Um, Connor Wilson is the artistic director, and he does a, they do a lot of Shakespeare. Sure. Um, and it's been awesome. It's Beth Highland, just a playwright, um, directed by Claire Reinhardt. And um, Beth Highland is the woman that wrote Red Bull at the Jeffs, which is the last play that I did. Which I saw you in, and you were which, magnificent. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Um, which was a blast. And so to get to do her work again has just been really, really awesome. The play is a lot different than Red Bull. Um, it's about... Um, a yoga studio. It's like about a fake. Okay. It's called La La Lea, which <laughs> all of you at home can make your inferences about what that could be referring to. But it's about this like social media commercialized yoga culture where okay. like there's very little diversity, not in terms, not just in terms, I should say, um, in like race and ethnicity, but also like in body, in body gotcha. diversity. There's gotcha. just like a yogi girl, you know, that. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's. I've learned so much being a part of this process because um, there's just this whole subculture within this yoga world, and I have to admit, like on Instagram, I definitely fall prey to like you know following these women that are like vegan, um, body conscious, like right. watch me like put my feet super high in the air, and <laughs> I'm also nine months pregnant. Like you know, <laughs> I do, and there's nothing you know like, necessarily against that, but there is like there is a world that. I think that could have it could affect young women, and you know, in terms of the practice of yoga, the way that we like appropriate it. Anyway, I could keep going on and on about it, but right. um, it's been a really, really awesome, awesome experience, and we're playing at Rivendell from I believe June eighth to the twenty third. The twenty third is definitely our closing. I might be wrong about that opening date, but we're gonna be at Rivendell. Are you gonna be going on? I don't know. I hope so. I really do. <laughs> do I, you hope so? Sometimes I don't when I've understudied, <laughs> I have to admit. Um, Every time I've understudied, and I haven't done it very often, Yeah. I've lived in fear yeah. of getting that call. Yeah. <laughs> I actually would be really excited to go on for this one. Okay. Yeah. This was So this play I saw a reading of, I think, over a year ago now. The commission did a reading of it at Vagabond. And I just kind of randomly went because I really liked Commission's work. I was working for the Ellerman at the time. And mm. I was trying to get Connor involved with this, like, networking event we were having. There was just all these things that I was like, you know, I should probably, you know, go see something that they do. Yeah. Because, you know, they, they're cool people. Uh, and I fell in love with the reader. I was just like, oh, my gosh, who is this girl? Who is this woman? <laughs> this, we talked about this, actually, yeah. on the last podcast. Because I was like, I will work with her one day. Yes, yes. And we were talking yeah. about your third eye. My yes, third eye. Absolutely. So, <laughs> and so, yeah, now I'm under studying it which has been really cool just to see that whole process come full circle and That's I awesome. think what would make it more full circle is if I did get to go on right? <laughs> <laughs> I think so uh, last time I understudied was for um, Straw Dog Cymbeline oh yeah I remember that and I um, ended up having to go on and I thought I might die oh really in the pro well just like so you know you can be like as prepared and ready as you want to be but there's something about like sort of Stepping on stage to a show that you don't know, yeah. like you haven't physically. Yeah, it's different physically knowing. Yeah, it. like yeah. You're, it's not in your body because yeah. there's a certain like you do rehearsals and you go into dress and you go into tech. Yeah. That it sort of just becomes like in your body, 
that you can fall back on that. When you don't have that, yeah. it's sort of like flying a plane blind. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it is hard. I think for, this is my third time understudying, and I have, the, the previous two times, I've had one that was amazing and one that was nerve, like that nerve wracking. Yeah. So this third time doing it, I've kind of tried to be more, um, I try to go to rehearsal way more than I did. Absolutely, yeah. Last time. The first time I understudied, there was like, it was for an equity house, so mm. there was like required days that I was there. So I knew that play backwards and forwards. I mean, I could have done that play in my sleep. Huh. Did I ever get to go on? No. <laughs> um, but I had to that second time, and I had like a put in rehearsal 15 minutes before curtain. Yeah. It was a really last minute uh, time that I had to go on so this time around I'm trying to be way more conscious of that's how good often that's I'm important there. yeah yeah I think what really occurred to me was just how fragile a play is yeah when you're coming at it from an outside perspective because the only thing going through my head is like if I do something wrong I could potentially just break this thing yeah and then it's broken yeah. <laughs> but then you just do it and like once I got into it once I did it it's like oh it's like, well, there it is. Right. Yeah. The understudying world is just so So strange. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's, I think it's like one of the hardest jobs. I do too. Cause like you're not only physically, intellectually involved, right? Cause you have to learn your blocking, learn your lines without like necessarily being super indulged in it. But there is an emotional life that happens as well. Like you kind yeah. of fall in love with the roles. At least that's the hope. At least that's what's happening with me with this show. <laughs> I just really love it. And I love the women. I love everyone that's in the show. They're just so incredible. Great. Yeah. It's really great. Yeah. And what's next for you this summer? Nothing. <laughs> I'm taking a oh, break. Well, well. I started, oh, I'm starting a new job. What are you a doing? New job job. So I'm working as uh, in marketing for the Grant Park Music Festival. Oh my goodness. I know. It kind of just happened out of nowhere. I kind of had like, me and my, my roommates are high school friends. And so they have like nine to five consistent salaried benefit jobs. And we were moving out. We were, I'm moving to Bucktown in two weeks. What? I know, and it's an adult apartment. Like, it's, <laughs> it's like, yeah. I For those of you that don't know, Margaret moved out of her uh, mother's house uh, fairly ago. recently. A year ago, And yeah. she moved um, down the street, just like a block away. <laughs> So, this is actually like, a big deal. It's like, this apartment. Yeah. It's like not an adult apartment. The walls are so, like, painfully thin. And it's in <laughs> so, like, you don't want anything to Well, be you have, like, eight though. roommates, too. No, just two. Really? Yeah, just... Every time I go there, it seems like there are a lot of people We're there. cool girls, okay? We have people <laughs> that come over all the time. Um, yeah, so we're moving to, like, a big girl apartment, though, in Wicker... No, Bucktown. And it's just... I kind of had a meltdown of, like, oh, my goodness, I need more money I need a job I need to like this hustle life I just can't do it right, right. now you know um, so I just started applying for jobs out of nowhere I applied on a Monday night for this marketing position and I was it was a lot of what I did for a Maya Pawar and I thought like okay like I could do this and I was hired by Friday what? it just kind of was the serendipitous thing that happened to me and I started it last week and I love it but a lot of it's on the weekend so it's with the shit like all the classical music that happened over the summer in Millennium Park like I'll be running it very nice well not running it I don't want to say that I'll be like <laughs> kind of like a middle woman between like the musicians and the marketing team and oh you'd be perfect for that uh, yeah and I'm writing the newsletter helping with the did website did you have to do like a lot of interviews to uh, get I it I had like a phone interview and then I had an in-person interview and then I was hired that night you know I think like what I often hear is people assume artists are really good at doing like job interviews yeah because we audition so much I find that is not the case with I me whatsoever agree. <laughs> I completely agree though because like... it's like I could talk for ages 
Right. Am I talking about anything of substance? <laughs> like, no. Well, let's do a review of our podcast. We can go Seriously, back episode though, by episode. Like, <laughs> you want me to talk about, like, I could. Like, I could hold a conversation. It's just what I'm going to talk about is probably has nothing to do nothing with Nothing to what, do, yeah. Yeah. And then, like, so, because I care so much about the work that I do in theater and the arts. Yeah. When I have to go talk about, like, my time at Macy's. I know. I'm like, I don't know. I worked there. I know. I showed up and they paid me. I I guess it was okay. It's hard for me to like expound on how that was like impactful to my life. I know. Because I'm like, I don't know. I just need to, to pay my bills. Seriously. <laughs> and like also having just to pull from like, like this part of the breakdown. Breakdown. That's such an actor thing to say. Like this part of the job posting. Like I learned that skill from that job and this skill from that job. And then I was in Shanghai. And then I worked for the alderman. And then I worked for the children's. You know, I just had like all these things I was trying to pull together. Right. And I felt crazy. And they were like, do you have time to do this? Like, <laughs> and the answer is. Um, mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, yeah, okay. I'm figuring it out. Yeah. So it is, it's like a nine to five though. So it's been, it's been crazy, but I'm really liking it. Very nice. So that's what I'm doing this summer. That's like the rest of my, and it's seasonal. It just goes till mid August. So, um, but that's kind of where my weekends will lie. And, um, yeah, it's been fun though. Well, that's super exciting. Yeah. You should come hang out. At your job? Well, they do the concerts. At the concerts. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> I could do that. Sure. Are you doing anything after Romeo, uh, Romeo and Juliet closes? Um. Yeah. I'm starting to work on the Mask Macabre with um Straw Dog, which is going to be like another sort of immersive. You're so cool. I do my best. It's going to be like another immersive. Wait, um, I think sort I know someone's in that. Do you know Ella Rama? I do. She, yeah. She's yeah. our yoga advisor for um for clearing. Of course she. She's is. incredible. She's She's like actually one of my favorite people. She's we have to have her on the show. Yeah, we do. Um, wow, that's a fun world. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. Um, yeah, we're just kind of in script development right now, so it's oh, kind of fun I love that part. to like yeah work with like the writers and everything and sort of like build things from scratch. Yeah. I can't tell you too much about the project because it's sort of a mystery, <laughs> but I think it's going to be like a spooky good time. Oh my gosh, you and your spooky shows. I'm a spooky guy. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> um, we are going to take a short break and when we come back, we're going to be sitting with Lakeisha and she's going to tell us all about Romeo and Juliet. So don't go anywhere. Thank you for listening to this episode of Midsummer Flight Presents Summercast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you fill your podcast needs. Hey, you love Summercast, so we know you're going to love Midsummer Flight's live programming as well. Rehearsals for our summer of 2018 production are already underway. Two Gentlemen of Verona will mark Midsummer Flight's seventh year as an arts partner in Chicago Parts. Performed outdoors July 7th through August 26th, free of charge at Lincoln Park, Tui Park, Chicago Women's Park and Gardens, and Gross Park. We at Midsummer Flight, a Chicago-based theater company, are committed to keeping all of our programming free. Without ticket revenue, we rely instead on support from generous donors like you to help us continue to produce high-quality and accessible content. Become more connected to our company's work and community by heading over to our website, midsummerflight.com, and clicking Get Involved. While you're there, learn more about our current season and Midsummer Flight's original music. Lastly, please like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Midsummer Flight. Now let's get back to the episode with Lakeisha Harris. 
Lakeisha Harris is with us, and she was just about to share her social security number. Um, we went down the list of like kind of what we wanted to talk to today, and there was like a look of horrors. But <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like, how did I start acting? Yeah, <laughs> when did that happen? It's sort of a loaded question because I don't think there was ever a point in me in which I like oh, yeah. started. You wake up and you're like, no, I'm an actor, you know. Well, there wasn't a musical number exactly, <laughs> but yeah, I think it, I've always sort of just been performing. But the decision to like say like this is the rest of my life, I'd yeah. like to go back to that day and yeah. be like, hey, actually, hey, buddy. <laughs> Is this what you want? Like, yeah. Would you like a dishwasher? When you know you're what's cool <laughs> is being a doctor. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> that school time is not cool though. I don't care what anybody says. It takes way too damn long to it become does. an actual I agree. doctor. Agree. It takes even longer to become a vet, doesn't it? Yeah. It's I don't like, know. It's just a lot of school. Well, there are a lot of different animals, and there's only one person. True. You're so right. I imagine yeah. it's harder. I guess that's right. Yeah. Be, I guess. I mean, I don't really like animals anyway, so that was never anything I was going to do. Yeah, so. no. It's like, I, I, I commend you all for doing <laughs> this, but you ever walk into a hospital and realize how old everybody is? Like, how no one is, like, young who's taking That's care so of you? That's so true. Like, There's because no, like, they've been in school this entire water. time. <laughs> Good, because I, I would prefer that, I guess. To, like, <laughs> Yeah. I don't need a Doogie Hauser sort of situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although it is charming, I suppose. Mm. And there's a new one. There's like a there's like a good doctor show where there's like a, a child, a yes. child doctor. What is oh. the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory kid? Yes, but that is actually a Korean show. So oh. the good doctor is a Korean like story really? that America was like, yeah, we'll take it. A doctor with autism who's Usually like an have- expert surgeon. Awesome. This yeah. is a good transition because you're very into Korean sort of media. You are a connoisseur. <laughs> Asian. Asian culture. Like Asia. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. I have like distinct music? memories of um, preparing music. for Twelfth Night and um, Lakeisha bopping around with her headphones on listening to K-pop. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes, I, I listen to K-pop. I don't listen to J-pop. J-pop is actually kind of creepy to me. Like, it scares me somewhat. But you have knowledge of it. Which yes. Which I think a lot of people can't say. No, yeah. why is J-pop scary? I don't know. Like, some of their songs, I'm just like, no. Mm-mm. Not for you. For some reason, I think you're praising Satan. I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel when I listen to John Mayer. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you play it backwards. Like, monkey thing. Sir. Sometimes forward. You are Satan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but, yeah, no. I'm very much into Asia. Uh, as a kid, I got obsessed. I was became obsessed with India. Mm. And then... It just went from India to uh, Japan to China, and then Korea was like recently in life. I was okay. like, yes. So Asia is one of those places where I just need to take like two years of my life and just go be go. there. Have you traveled so to cool. any of those places? No. Oh. Nowhere in Asia. I've been okay. to South Africa. Oh, oh great. Cool. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, yeah. Well, that's fun. Well, do you know about? So I actually have been to Shanghai, and that that was my first time I've ever been on like a very very long plane ride. Yeah. But you seem like South Africa is pretty. How long is that plane ride? That was uh, fourteen hours. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Fourteen yeah, hours. Yeah. I want to say Shanghai was like in the fourteen fifteen mm-hmm. round too. Fourteen yeah. fifteen hours. So I feel like if you can just if you've already done that like then you're fine. I think <laughs> right? the longest I've done is London. I don't remember. London's I think it's like, like seven. Eight. eight yeah, yeah. Seven or eight. Yeah. I couldn't imagine 16 hours on a plane. Yeah, more than, like, I don't know. 
you gotta hydrate because yeah. your legs will cramp up. Like your yeah. muscles literally like put you puff. Yeah, I yeah. just remember my knees were killing me from like the I don't know what it was, but I was doing like whatever they're called, these things. Lunges, there we go. You're doing lunges. <laughs> I was literally doing lunges in the aisle because I was trying to get like my circulation. Mm-hmm. Back they say in. you gotta like Yeah. Walk it out yeah. a little bit. You have to eat. So what is it about the uh, K-pop that helps you prepare? Uh, it gets me hype, you know? Yeah. The same way that trap music gets me hype. Yeah. Like, K-pop just, like, there is something about those beats because Diplo actually does a lot of, like, popular K-pop beats. Okay. Um, and I don't think people realize how many American artists work on K-pop. Okay. But um, they have a lot of writers and producers who are from America who go there and they have, like, money coming out the ass because they're producing for these mass amounts of groups right girl or boy you know yeah so i don't know it's it's one of those hype things because they're like uh who is it so they're shiny and there's this song called everybody shiny is spelled s-h-i capital n e-e uh-huh. shiny they recently just lost a group member to suicide which is really sad because oh. korea actually does wait i think i saw that actually mm-hmm. yeah i saw like a this Team Vogue is kind of, for some reason, they are just one of the only news sources that I'm like, oh, I can kind of, this is real. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, this is they not wrote, They wrote an article yeah. about yeah. the artist. Yeah. And he uh, unfortunately committed suicide. Korea has a big problem with suicide really? deaths. Um, yeah, because the culture is kind of work, 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 work. Gotcha. A lot of uh, Asian uh, countries are actually like work, 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 yeah. live your life, you know, work to live. You know, yeah, as, gotcha. as, as opposed to, to living to work, to work yeah. you know, so they're like, oh, but you really don't have free time when you work. Okay. Um, and so it gets it gets real. And so with K-pop, there's Shiny, who everybody, the song Everybody, just like you're in. You're like, dun, 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 dun. everybody. Oh, yes. Every, everybody. And you're like. Yeah, I'm ready. We're doing it. Like, oh my gosh. That's amazing. Why am I just meeting you now? <laughs> like, you're just standing. You're literally just like in. Like, you're tuned. Yeah. Like, so do you listen? Will you say this? Is this like audition pump up too? Do you use this? Yeah, word? I use it for auditions. Like show pump, pump up. Uh, depending on the show, right. from any like. Show to show, music is very much a part of my emotional being. Yeah. And so oh, I am yeah. great though. Yeah. Do you do that, Margaret? Do you do like music? Somewhat. Rap? I do, um, you know, I actually had a professor that was super against that. Really? He was just like, you have to, he's British. He's like, you have to just be in the character from your own, you know, emo- whatever you lie in. <laughs> that sounds very British. I actually find that like something that I picked up post college was like creating playlists. Mm-hmm. For like auditions or for characters. Yes, I love it okay. though. But I'd be like, on, when I was doing Red Bull at the Jeffs over here at the Frontier, I would take the red line, and I would always my character was like musical theater, la la la. I would just listen to like Waitress and Hamilton. And, yes, and then I love that, those, that music. But I definitely would not have done that that often had I not been doing a show about it. So yeah, I actually I love music for prep for yeah. or auditions. If I'm just in like a bad headspace, I'll put on like. Some Corinne Bailey Ray and exactly. Like, hey, I'm ready to do this now. You see, exactly. I'm like your nerdy teacher. I'm just like sort of staring off into the vacuum, <laughs> just like <laughs> contemplating like what happens. Well, I yeah. feel like music for me is a lead-in to the yeah. emotion that I need to feel. Right. right? So That's like, good. depending on the character, if I know during this whole show they have to be like 
on 10 constantly. Yeah. I'm going to listen to something that hypes me up, whether it's like Future or K-pop <laughs> yeah. uh, or Migos. Like, because there was a, a show I did, oh, recently, not too recently, but I w Future was on there, Migos was on there, and then K-pop was on there because those things got me hyped. Yeah. Right. And, so, and it helps you, I think, probably get into like the physical life as well, mm -hmm. you know, which is the hard thing to do, I think, as actors. Absolutely. Get into the physical Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I think I'll have to try it for one of my. I've never yeah. tried it before. I think that'd be an interesting experiment to see how that works. Yeah. Out. No. I started in college. Uh, it was like my uh, first semester of senior year, actually. Um, I was playing Sister Aloysius, and I was like, hmm. I don't know how to get into her because <laughs> my notes previously for rehearsals had been. You gotta, you gotta figure out the body of her. Like, she's right. not you. And so, because I move a lot. When I talk, I move. I'm yes. processing constantly. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> like, yes. I'm, I'm doing a lot of moving right now. This is why Julian like, yes, you for do. The, for the folks at home, there's a whole dance happening. <laughs> whole dance. And so, I'm very much, like, physical when I talk. But... Sister Aloysius is not like that. Like, she's gone through life. She's a nun. She knows where she is at all time. Uh, she knows, like, where her body is. Yes. And so her movement is not as expressive as mine. And so in order to get into that, I would listen to, like, classical music. Oh, that's Got great. It. That's actually so funny you say that, though, about yourself. Because I was just telling him, I went to see Richard III. Mm. I saw the reading, and I said, she's so grounded. Yeah. And so intentional with her movements. Yeah, Richard III, like directed by uh, Christina. Yeah, yeah. Yes. over at um, Galway Arms. Arms or Bay? I always Arms. Them. Arms. Galway Arms, yeah. Um, yeah, I had a chance to see you in that. You were oh, incredible. Awesome. Um, I really loved it. <laughs> Thank it was you. Really, I just, it was a very casual setting, I thought, when you guys introduced yourself. I just loved how that part of the, like, you brought the audience in so well, and then when it was time to work, it was time to work. Yeah. Yeah, which is great, but it's so funny that you're like, yeah, the physical life, you know? It's like, I could see, I could see your work at that. Yeah. Cool. No, I'm always using music to get me into physical things. That's awesome. That is yeah, from um, awesome. Twelfth Night to Richard, now to Romeo and Juliet, you've been on a Shakespeare tear. Yeah. Of <laughs> sorts. How did I've this... been tearing it up. Yeah, you have, absolutely. That's awesome, though. You're hitting some <laughs> awesome roles. Too. How does that started for you? Uh, I don't know, like, <laughs> honestly, because mostly in the city previous to Twelfth Night, um, I had only been in new work or, like, sure. uh, work that was premiering, understudying for different theater companies and yeah. stuff like that, so I literally auditioned for Twelfth Night, and then I was like, there's no way, um, because... <laughs> During school, I didn't do Shakespeare. Like, I did one Shakespeare show when I first got to the city where I played Laertes in, a, oh. in a Hamlet. Hamlet. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, cool, that'll be me. I'll be the girl who's, like, a boy character, but yeah. they changed it into a girl. You know, that'll right. be my Shakespeare life here. And then Twelfth Night happened, and I was like, record scratch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you, you've been playing the um, ingenues. Yeah. <laughs> You mentioned it before, but you're playing Julia then in two gents. Yes. But yeah, Viola, and then you're playing Juliet and Julia. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty awesome. I don't know what's happening. The world has like been flipped. It's the universe telling you like you're good at this. Do yeah, absolutely. This. Yeah, Do you gotta this. listen to that to that heartbeat of the universe. Yeah. This is actually something that's in you. Yeah. No. You. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, cool. Uh, awesome. Twelfth night. That was probably. 
my that was my first time being in a Shakespeare show as a lead ever. Yeah. And so I was like, mm. um, <laughs> and Dylan really helped me through that process, and I like got through it, and I think it went well. Like yeah. oh, yeah, Julian, <laughs> Julian played my brother. Right. I did. Right. So yes, now absolutely. we're actual siblings in life. Funny because you guys kind of have that sibling chemistry happening. Just like, <laughs> like when we were sitting. Do we the really? Floor. Well, yeah. You were, like poking at her, and she's just like, yeah. It's just how I am with my brother. Like very loud and obnoxious. My brother's like, okay, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> so you yeah, I totally... guess that is our relationship. It's really yeah. kind of boy average. Love it. Love it. It's you guys are siblings. <laughs> yeah. Because it's often like we'll be sitting, and especially in Romeo and Juliet, we'll be sitting near each other. And then she'll be like leaned over whispering something in my head. And I'm like, look, he's here. I am trying to be a good actor and listen to these notes. My artistic process. Okay. Bother me. My sister. It's precious. Yeah. Very precious. Well, that's kind of awesome, though, that you guys have this relationship that started in Shakespeare and then able to kind of meet up again in that same thing. Yeah. Doing roles that are awesome, too, because... Julian, you're playing Mercutio. Right. Summer. Yeah. No. And that's awesome. this is like Mercutio. my second <laughs> my second time playing Mercutio. So it's it's a lot of fun. I love that role. Yeah. yeah. I can't. You're so lucky. Like, how often do you get to be like, oh, it's my second time playing? Playing. Okay. I'm just really talented. Oh, yeah. No. No. I'm very lucky. Um. But it's also I don't know. It's interesting doing the same thing more than once. Like right. seeing how where you were at that point in your life doing it and where you are at this point in your life. Yeah. Doing it. yeah. It's very, um, sort of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's very interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Lakeisha, this is now your third production doing Shakespeare, right? Would you say that like your mm. process, ha or I guess, Third since or fourth, you've done, yeah. yeah, since you've done Twelfth Night, have your like your process between doing Twelfth Night and doing now Romeo and Juliet, mm -hmm. have they changed at all, or have they? <laughs> no, not really. Like yeah. I feel like such a bad Shakespearean actor though, because I the other day I ran lines with uh, Tyler, who's playing our Romeo, mm -hmm. and I looked at his script and it is just markings on markings and notes on notes yeah. and like oh this is describing this, and I was like whoa. <laughs> Yeah. Like, had I seen Ian's script for Twelfth mm. Night, I probably would have done the same thing. Like, <laughs> what the? Because, like, I don't know. I feel like being a Shakespearean actor in the city is very much a thing. Mm -hmm. And so you have certain Shakespearean actors who, like, know the uh, iambic pentameter for each line. They're right. like, this is ten, this is seven, this is eight. Right, like, right. where the character is through the words, through uh, the what we know about Shakespeare. Yeah. Whereas I am all about feeling it in the <laughs> moment yeah, when I mean, it comes to it. There's something yeah. to be said for that too. I completely agree. Because I don't mark my scripts up Ooh. like that. I, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Uh, if you look at, I think if you look at my script, it's pretty barren actually. Yeah. But I think there's something really great about that. Like I have taken those first folio classes and mm -hmm. remember feeling like, okay, but like where's the heartbeat? Like, where, I get it, like, in terms of I am, I am a pentameter where that heartbeat is, but, like, yeah. where is it in me? You're right. And then I yeah. kind of had to take a break from it for a while, because I felt like I got this, like, good actor practices of what it means to be a Shakespearean actor. Yeah. And felt that I wasn't doing anything right. Well, because like, at a certain extent, at some point, you're going to have to, like, let it go. Right. And just, like, be in the scene with your partner. Right. Right. Yeah. And so I like to just jump in with both feet when it comes to Shakespeare, because I'm like... 
oh yes, I could study this till the day is long and still not get the emotional life of what the hell Juliet is talking about right. in this moment. Um, so when it came to like the balcony scene, mm -hmm. right. the balcony scene is like the most famous scene and mm -hmm. it gives me so much anxiety <laughs> because I'm like, mom, people are going to see me do this scene. <laughs> I never thought I'd ever have to do this scene, yeah. but here we are. Yeah. And so, um, when we first did it in the read through, I was like, well, that did not. Mm -mm. I did not feel that at all. Right. Mm -mm. But now I'm like, oh, yes, this is where she's at. She's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. This is like crazy. Yeah. Like, oh, this boy, <laughs> he likes me. Yeah. Like, he likes Which me we, too. I think we all felt. Yeah, yeah no. That, yeah. And so I was like, that's where it is. It's like, a, it's. No, I think I completely see what you mean. It's yeah. Like they're, 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 kind of Shakespeare has a way of kind of capturing like these very very simple relatable emotions in ways that feel on paper super complex yes but ultimately it's she's yeah she's just love and lust yeah and like one for the first time yeah mm. you know and it's yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so excited to see it and yeah. it's like so easy because especially with like plays like Romeo and Juliet and even with Twelfth Night you know you have the balcony scene you have like the Queen Mab speech mm -hmm. you have yeah, you the, the, speech the ring knows. speech yes. um, that Viola has yeah. these, these ones that people just know no. For some reason, yeah. Um, Hamlet, uh, like pretty much every line in Hamlet, <laughs> you know, people to be are not to be. Yeah. Brown, smile and mackers. Right, yeah. you hear them, and like people are in the audience waiting to hear those lines. Right. That there's just this pressure that builds to sort of mm -hmm. live up to the canon of all these right. greats that have like spoken these words before. Right. right. I think for me, I just have to like let it go and be like, you know, what? this is Julian, and this is another line in this play, and it's not gonna have like more I, I it's not, it's not gonna be this is it you know mm -hmm. like this right. is like the, the part that we're presenting to you it's like the whole journey right right, right. it just has to be another part of the journey another discovery yeah, yeah. i yeah. agree and i i don't know i like making shakespeare's ingenues because i felt in the past and like somewhat recently uh not many anymore but i felt like women sometimes like to play them as Oh, like poor Lauren, uh, especially yeah. Juliet, because mm. she is in some ways, but it's like, oh, woe is me. Oh, yeah. God, <laughs> what do I do? Oh, oh, faint. And I'm like, no, these women are strong women yeah. who are smart, smart. as so a whip. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Julia, I think, is, like, one of the smartest characters. She is. And I always say that I come up from, like, a... I just was the first play that I really fell in love with. Mm -hmm. So I'm yeah. coming from a little bit of a biased point of view. No, it's one of, of my favorites. But Absolutely. I think Julia is, like, the smartest person in that play. Oh, yeah. no! She's, she, like, she's... Yeah. And she's she's bold quick. And she's risk-taking. And I love her. I think the circumstance gets her caught... Like, that's where she gets caught off, is the mm. circumstances she is laid with. Because she's like, her mother's like, marry Paris. And uh, she's like, but I like this guy. Yeah. Well, in order to get out of this, I'll do this. Yeah. And I think the whole time it was supposed to be different, but because of the events that follow right. after the marriage, right. it's not allowed to be. Right. And yeah. she has no choice but to follow through with... Right. But and she her, still drives so much of the action. Oh, yeah. Whereas Romeo does a lot of like she's, reacting to things. Yeah. Yes. She makes a lot of choices. She has 
solutions. To the You're problem. right. She's yeah. like, problem, she figures solution. it out. Problem, solution. Oh, okay. And like, even when she's sussing it out, it's just, I could listen. Like, why is this, like, what's in a name? What's, right. what's the point of a name? It's so stupid. Like, what is a name? <laughs> like, yes, yes. <laughs> but so she has, but she's like, okay, I guess we'll just do it. Anyway, right. I'm very excited. I love you both. <laughs> yes. So, well, yeah, please come check us out. Yeah. What are you most excited uh, for in this process as we're like reaching performance time? I guess just having it in front of the audience and sure. seeing how they react because I feel like my Juliet is much more like goofy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She's just very much like, oh, <laughs> no, <Yeah. laughs> you're being crazy. Like, okay, yeah, we could, we could. You know what? We will. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I used to do that speech with she's waiting for the nurse to come home. Oh, yeah. And it's just like her being, I love doing that because I was like, I'm going to be psycho oh, today. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Where are you? Yeah. You're supposed to be back by now. Like, you're so yeah. late. Right. Lakeisha yeah. kills. I'm oh, so no. I love that moment. Yeah, no. Literally, I'm like, but it's people so are going to get so mad. Yeah. <laughs> but are you, are you guys using direct address? in the play too. Oh, yes. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah. Cool. I think you have to. Absolutely. Oh. You in order to get people in, you have to make them feel like they're a part of it. Right. You know, you can't shut them out and be like, this is Shakespeare, you're not right. worthy. And also as an actor, it's so fun because it's like you never know what you're gonna get in return. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if an audience member is like, oh my gosh, please don't look at me right now. Like that's gonna affect the way you perform, which is exactly. kind of exciting. Exactly. You know? Or if yeah. you're really into it, you're like, ooh, I'm getting what I want from this person. I'm gonna stick with this person. Exactly. <laughs> There were so many times in Twelfth Night during the ring speech because me as an actor, it is so hard for me to do direct address sometimes because mm. I don't like seeing the immediate reaction yeah. of the audience, you know? Sure. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you're instantly judging me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or if you're like me and you like go out to do direct address and you see your sleeping father and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Not you again. Night, night. <laughs> Good night, sweet prince. Yeah, no, it's always because with Viola, like the ring speech was all audience director dress, right, and I right. was just like, <gasps> yeah, right. <laughs> Who's with me? Who's she's with in me? that place too? Of like, okay, what is happening? Like, well, am I right? Yeah, and I find like director dress, especially with the park shows and with um, Twelfth Night, it's so bright, and the audience is just as lit as you are. Right. Yeah. So when you some, when you look at people, you. See, see them. Yeah. <laughs> like, I see you, and I see you are judging me hardcore. Right. You are not a blob in the audience, like, oh, that is my friend. Right. That and you're outside where it's hot, and everyone's just, like, kind of sweaty, too. <laughs> and it's just like, we're going to do this together. We're going to get you. through it. Right, because you're going to be back-to-back -back in the parks this summer, then, because you're going to do two, gen two gens. Yeah. Which, when does that open? That opens in July. Yeah, yeah, we got a bit. Um, But I think you guys have already kind of started working on some stuff. I know some of the music stuff has already right, started. Right, on, on our Instagram, gens. which you all should follow at home. Um, <laughs> yeah, at Midsummer Fight. Yes. At Midsummer Fight. Because <laughs> cool. I saw on the For Romeo and Juliet, you're doing Tui and Gross Park, which mm -hmm. are two parks that we use for Midsummer Flight. So you'll be right. just like... In the park. I'm going to get so dark this summer. <laughs> um, I think it's already started for me. Yeah, no. Black people don't tan. We just get dark. We just dark. You know, the sun just yeah. darkens. And so <laughs> it's going to be great. Like, I'm, I'm ready slash not ready because I don't like being uh, in the sun too much. Mm -hmm. But yeah. when, you know, when I got the part in two gents, I was like, ah, okay. Uh, 
Yeah. Okay, universe, I hear you. I was like, what? Yeah. Is this? what? We're what? doing this again. Okay. Here we go. And like, how could like that you're sort of embracing this like Shakespeare trip that's yeah, like, sort of I great. think unexpected for you. Yeah. But um, you're I'm, just writing it out. I'm like, all right, you know what? If you if that's something that you decided that you wanted, you know, <laughs> yeah, what you're gonna get. And so auditioning for Romeo and Juliet because they like had someone drop they were like hey could you come in and I was like sure mm. um and I never thought that he'd be like hey you want you you want to play Juliet I'm like oh yeah <laughs> yes I do yeah, I do actually that yeah. is a part that I have wanted to play yeah absolutely well, <laughs> oh, I love hearing that that's so cool well something that I always talk about with like my own Shakespeare stuff is I never Ha I, I want from Red Bull, the new mm. play that I just did, like I want to be able to have that like sense of trial and error and mm -hmm. being able just to play and stuff. And you seem to have that with Shakespeare, which like I totally see while you're in these roles. You yeah, like you see, she plays aggressively. And I love it. Yeah, you're strong to play, being about like the raw and like the other person. And I think like I'm always, for some reason, like whatever is programmed in my brain, I do that. Like Shakespeare? New work, you know, for and I think right, there's, there's yeah, principles you. in both of them that can be utilized, and you seem to do that. I yeah, no, you I, definitely did that in Richard Three, which obviously wasn't. I mean, you actually had some comedic moments too, because you played yes. one of the kids. But, oh, did you? I yeah. did. <laughs> yeah. I, did. I played King Edward, young Edward, and then I played uh, Richmond. Yes. Okay. Who comes in and. You know, saves the day, right? Saves the day. Saves the day. <laughs> um, so yeah, I love that. I think that's great. I think that's like you continue to run with it. You know, I'm There's a Shakespeare hub here. Like keep doing it. I'm like, who who said? <laughs> yeah. Because in school, it was very much like I was working on uh, plays like Intimate Apparel, Doubt. Uh, I did uh, an original musical that our school wrote through oh, cool. a grant yeah. called Circus and Winter, and then I was the voice of the plant and so like my casting life in school was very much like the same as I feel like because I'm like I don't know people are always like like where do you fit like what's, what's your, your type cast? what's your type and I'm like I, I don't know yeah. nobody I, yeah. is giving me anything where I can be like this is my type yeah <laughs> I think your type is versatility I think there's nothing you can't do yeah oh my god <laughs> Julie <laughs> Me. <laughs> no, it's just like I I don't know if there's a type ever for an actor. I don't think there should I agree. be. There shouldn't be, especially in the Shakespeare world. I think like, it's so I think yeah. and that's where we find it, I think, like in Shakespeare and musical theater. Mm -hmm. Like you have these like archetypes for some reason. And I we talked about this with Amy Malcolm. She was on our podcast like, yes. like two months ago. And we talked about how frustrating it is. It's like I feel love too. Right. Yeah. I have human emotions that I have to do with you know, feeling love for the first time or getting my heart broken for the first time. Exactly. Just because I'm not like you know, Rory Gilmore, that doesn't mean that, like, I can't I, play. Yeah. So. Right, and on the inverse, not denying yourself opportunities because you think they're beyond your reach. Right. Like, going for those roles that aren't your types and challenging people to see you different. Right. Yes. Yes. And I always dealt with that in college, too, because I have, like, this this appearance that's like, oh, ingenue, ingenue, but then I would get up and do Juliet and be the most ungraceful thing in the <laughs> entire world. <laughs> because she's... I didn't see it up straight. I wasn't this. I wasn't that. I had this Chicago accent. All these things that were like, you're not Shakespeare, Juliet. You have a Chicago though. accent? Wait, what? I haven't heard it. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> no, it'll come out right now and again on certain words. Oh, you have to uh, listen it's for it's it real hard. hard. Uh, <laughs> and, um... 
I remember being like really frustrated with that with my professors. I was just like, I feel these things too though, and that's how I show them. Right. You know, right. that's what my body does, and I get having to take on like the physical life of a character, but like I'm not gonna find that if I'm denying. Oh, I can't do that because parts that's what of I, myself. I can't do that. Like that's this. Mm -hmm. I can't exactly do that. because yeah. these these characters, like when we when we do Shakespeare and when we put on plays, it's it's us too. Like yeah. we are the actors putting yeah. ourselves through these given circumstances and these words of these right. characters, but we as an actor have to also be on that stage. Otherwise, it's not going to be good. It, right. you know, I mean, and if you I mean maybe it will, but you're losing yourself, and right. then you get into this whole like thing of like method, and right. is that safe? And not? being told yourself, no, no, that's not it. No, that's not it. Who's to say? Who's right. to say? You know, who's... And what's all of this in mind, Lakeisha? What is the thing that you're dying to do next? Oh, yeah. Like, what is your... What is what is your dream that you want to like sort of push yourself to the next hill to conquer? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know I don't think I ever like I am very much in life a person who takes what comes so sure. I'm like once I get to that bridge I'll cross it so like anytime I'm thinking about like where I want to go or what I want to do next I think I just want to keep doing the work uh, yeah. I love doing new work I really do adore doing that so if I could like get a new play going you know hmm. maybe I'll write a poem I don't know I think oh. I should start out small yeah I don't want to yeah. say I'll write a play because no but you start with a poem start with a poem <laughs> you know just get some thoughts out on a page because I never can get my thoughts out on paper like when people are like write an essay about how you feel about I'm like mm. Yeah. Not, not a part of my process, but thank you. Right? <laughs> right? Like, What's well, the kind of thing that takes practice? Yeah, yeah. summarizing the monologues and stuff like that. Right. I'm like, I don't know what yeah. the words are right in front of me, but I don't know what they're saying. Right. Like, I have to say it a couple of times, and then I'm like, right, okay, there we go. You might need a transcriber. You might, might need someone to, yeah. that you can speak to that can write your thoughts down for you. Right. That might be it. Yeah. <laughs> a ghostwriter. Yes. Uh, F. So many people have those. Everyone has one of those. I need one too. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I guess the next big thing is like hopefully get into some original work. You know, I still, because I do really love Shakespeare. Like it has been my heart. And when I got to college, it was very much, oh, you won't play those roles. I hate that. But yeah. here you go. Here's the challenge of doing this monologue in class. But you won't play this. Right. Ever. Yeah, and, great. Yeah, and I, and I hate that too because I feel like that'd be part of coaching as well. Like, oh, well, you, well, it doesn't really matter. You know, we can just play with it because it's not like you're ever going to, you know, do it. And it's just, yeah, I definitely dealt with that in school as well. And yeah, so like, never deny yourself My an classmates definitely deal with that as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. It's so frustrating. As Julian said, like, I was denying myself opportunities to even audition for Shakespeare. Yeah. yeah. Like, Twelfth Night was the first Shakespeare audition that I had in the. Four years that I've been here, I think between Hamlet and auditioning for Twelfth Night, there was like a three-year gap. No mm. Shakespeare whatsoever. Yeah. I did not audition for it because I was like, nobody's ever going to cast me. Right. So why would I? Right. And so then when I got called in for Twelfth Night, I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I was like, I miss, I miss being, um, yeah, I miss, I miss the language. I miss Shakespeare. Yeah. I miss Shakespeare. New and, and so I was like, let's shake it up. And then that happened. And then people are like, hey, 
hey, and I'm like, you are almost a year later, and you're, yeah. And you're I'm like, whoa. You're still writing it. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, guys, if you want to see Lakeisha shake up some Shakespeare. I know. <laughs> I was thinking that when she said that, too. I was like, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, something. you're going to steal my plug? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see Lakeisha shake up some Shakespeare. <laughs> oh, my God, that's it. Shake up some Shakespeare. That's my new life. Okay. Yeah, it can't be your podcast because that's stealing. Oh, we've already copyrighted Shakespeare yes. podcast. <laughs> um, come see Romeo and Juliet. We're going to be at Tui Park, which is at 7348 North Paulina on Saturday, June 16th um, at 5 p.m. And then Sunday, June 17th um, at 2 p.m. Uh, we're also going to be back at Tui on July 1st at 2 p.m. as well. We're going to be at Gross Park, which is at 2708 West Lawrence. I love Gross Park. Yes, beautiful park on Saturday, June 23rd at 5 p.m. And Sunday, June 24th at 2 p.m. So um, come check us out. You can find all the information at ShakespeareAllStars.com. And uh, we hope to see you there. Yes. Lakeisha, anything else you want to share with the world before we let you go? Oh, yeah. Just live, love, be happy. <laughs> like... And you do have a podcast out, right? I do. I do have a podcast. It is called Let It Marinate. Uh, it is about everything that you could possibly think of. Um, we recently did an episode on beauty standards. One of our first episodes was Parkland. And we just share our opinions about certain things that go on in the world or about? that society has, you know pictured for us as women also mm -hmm. as men we have guests on all the time Excellent. julian will hopefully be joining us oh i'd love episode. to i'd absolutely love to <laughs> um so yeah yeah check that out let it marinate uh Ooh, i like that, that <laughs> yeah no we got it from one of our professors who used to say it to us all the time and we'd be like mind blown yeah um that's extraordinary okay well thank you so much for sitting down with us yeah i'll be seeing you in rehearsal later tonight yeah <laughs> And um, for all of you out there listening, good in Chicago. Good in world. world. Oh. <laughs>